you have your Bibles, turn to Luke 21, 28. When you're there, say amen. Luke 21, 28. Amen. 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 All right. Does anybody want to read that or you want me to read it? I read. 21, Read it loud now so that the camera can see. <clears throat> yes, sir. <clears throat> just, just verse 28. That's all I want you to read. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift your head because your redemption draws near. Amen. Amen. I want y'all to know that what we're talking about tonight is not for us, it's for those who know Christ. There's no fear. Amen. All right? We shouldn't be fearful. We shouldn't be worried about what's going to happen. We just need to know that these things are going to happen. The Bible has already told us they're going to happen. And there's, there's no reason for us to be afraid at all. You got your Bibles also turned to Revelations chapter 13, verse 16 through 18. When you're there, say amen. All right. I'll read that one. Because of all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Joy, could you play video number one, please? Welcome back. 9-11 is your time, and you're seeing it more and more businesses opting to go cashless. Notably, now at the Falcons and Atlanta United games, you cannot pay with cash. Instead, you take your cash to Mercedes-Benz Stadium and put it on a card with no fees attached. The Fox 5's I-Team, Dana Fowles, shows us how it works. Something has changed at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. There is no change. Nope, no cash at all exchanged here. The stadium where the Atlanta Falcons and Atlanta United play in March went cashless. Around a third of our fans this last match have said it's been noticeably faster. The transactions and the lines are, are moving faster than they have been when we're already known for uh, our speed of service. And this has allowed some prices to drop too. Hot dogs are now only $1.50. Now the transition has been pretty easy in part because most fans use cards or mobile payments these days anyway. But if you are part of the bankless or you just still prefer cash, here's how you can still enjoy a night at the bins. You must insert between 10 and $1,000. Think of this as a reverse ATM. And in quick time, it comes out. Please take your card. A Visa debit card. Two things to note. There are no fees. The stadium absorbs that cost. And you can use this card anywhere, not just at the stadium. We know some folks come to maybe only one event per year. Mm -hmm. 
and didn't want them to be stuck with a balance that they couldn't use until next year. Right. Uh, so this can be used at your grocery store, it can be used to get gas in your car, whatever the case may be. Cashless payment is trending in the metro area. Restaurants, coffee shops and other retailers are also going cashless, some for safety reasons. An employee from this Howell Mill restaurant was murdered in 2017 while closing up when armed robbers came for the cash. And many millennials, well, they just don't carry money anymore. In fact, Mercedes-Benz management says at any given time, they see fewer than 2% of their fans use cash. Only about a half a percent do it a soccer game. Folks like the ease, the quicker transactions, um, not waiting to get change back that you have to do with cash. For Good Day Atlanta, Dana Fowl, Fox 5 News. All right, happening today, Six Flags Over Georgia. They are opening for Hollow Fest. I'm so excited about this one. But of course, amid the pandemic, they are making some major changes. And many of that's going to affect the customers there. If you're thinking about paying with cash, you might want to think again. You won't be allowed to use cash anywhere inside the park. Six Flags is one of the first theme parks to make this change. Now, Liza Lucas joins us right now. And Liza, uh, the park is offering several uh, other ways to pay besides cash, right? That's right. And the reason behind this, according to the park, is to make for a safer and faster experience for park goers. So ahead of the weekend, we want to make sure you are up to speed on these details. A lot of you have been talking about it on Facebook. So let's get to some of the specifics because starting today, Six Flags Over Georgia will only be taking credit cards, debit cards, and mobile pay options. Now that includes Visa, MasterCard, Amex, Discover, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and debit transactions. And some of the conversation that we've been following on our Facebook page when we first posted this story last night, we got comments like Lori, who were totally on board. She said, I'd love to pay. I'm glad they take Apple Pay. She says, leave the cards at home. Adam also says he rarely uses cash anyway, so he's on board too. But there are those that have concerns about those that don't carry cards on a regular basis or at all and for instance the kids who get dropped off by their parents you can see that comment right there and there are a lot of questions to that effect so to clear that up and address that guests inside the park are going to be able to convert their cash into a prepaid visa card so that will let them smooth through the process right there so no worries if you don't have a card on hand you can still bring those dollar bills and again inside you will convert it to that prepaid card but a lot of people looking to this story want to clarify that one because that comment keeps popping up over and over in our feed. As always, weigh in. Use that hashtag MorningRushATL. Fran? Days of overstuffed wallets in your back pocket or purse might soon come to an end. By 2020, mobile wallets on our smartphones are expected to surpass the use of credit and debt debit cards in the U.S. That has already happened in China. Ben Tracy is in Beijing to show us what a nearly cashless society actually looks like. Ben, good morning. Good morning. So when I moved here to China a couple of months ago, I kept getting funny looks every time I would pull cash out of my wallet to pay for things. And then I got one of these. It's a code on my phone. And now I can basically buy anything here in China. When you pay for something, how do you pay for it? Mobile phone. On the streets of Beijing, cash is definitely not king. What do you think of people who use cash to pay for things? That's rare and weird, he says. Only the elderly and people who don't know how to use a phone pay cash. This woman says, I rarely take my wallet when I go out, just my phone. That's because those phones can buy just about anything from clothes in the store to steamed buns on the street. They're used to pay for bike rides, 
and bus rides, rent and utility bills. When was the last time you used cash? Yeah. A month ago? Wow, that's a long time. WeChat and Alipay dominate China's mobile market, and payments on their platforms totaled more than $5.5 trillion last year, a 200% jump from the year before, and nearly 50 times more than the value of mobile payments in the U.S. One of the big reasons mobile payments have caught on so quickly here in China is because of what most people here don't have in their wallets, credit cards. They basically went from a cash-based society to a cashless one, and skipped the step in between. China has leapfrogged the U.S. into going to a cashless society. Andy Mock is an economist in Beijing. He says China's cashless revolution has happened in just three years, largely thanks to these things called QR codes. You simply scan them with your phone to pay. Nearly every business and person has one. From the farmer's market to the musician on the street playing for a mobile tip. You can give a homeless person money with your phone. You would never see that in the U.S. All you have to do is scan that code to transfer money. And it really is ubiquitous uh, in China, from the largest cities, the fanciest hotels, to the most humble street-side shacks will all use QR codes. The Chinese are comfortable doing everything on their phones, while in the U.S., credit cards and online shopping via personal computers still rule. These kinds of uh, legacy technologies make any adoption of newer generations of technologies much more slower. So in this sense, I think the U.S. has a little bit of catching up to do. A recent survey found that 40 percent of Chinese people carry less than $15 on them, but they would never dream of leaving home without this. As one guy told me, Got your Bible again? Turn to uh, Daniel, chapter 12, verse 4. There, say amen. Daniel 12, 4. Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and forth, and knowledge shall increase. How many of y'all have a fairly new vehicle? How many, how many of these vehicles has, has a key fob? You know what that key fob has inside of it? Chip. 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 You know what kind of chip that is? That's an RFID chip. That stands for Radio Frequency Identification. And what it does, it actually communicates to your vehicle and it tells it, hey, you are who you say you are. Enjoy video two. Listen to this. Instead of carrying your wallet in your back pocket or your purse, a tech company wants you to keep it under your skin. Hmm. All right, so let's explain here. Walletmore is selling microchips implanted in your hand as an alternate payment. Could this be the future? Maybe. Once you set up your card info in the company's app, look at this, it says payments could be as easy as swiping your hand over a card reader. Right now, chips are not sold in the U.S. Crazy. <laughs> when Elias Brotberger goes to work, 
He doesn't need ID. And he doesn't need money. In fact, much of what he needs to get through the day is hidden right there, just below the surface, in his hand. You like to touch it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's yeah. like a grain of rice. Yeah, a grain of rice. Embedded in his hand is a microchip that serves as his keys, his ID, and his wallet. Yeah, it's all in chips. So I use it like to get around the building. Buy snacks. Yeah, exactly. Let's buy some snacks. Exactly. So I can't open it. No. Okay. So what I need to do is I need to first blip my chip and it will log me in. Mm -hmm. And from there, I get access to the fridge. Popular TV shows like Black Mirror have imagined chips as part of a dystopian future. Install ingrain procedure with local anesthetic and you're good to go. In Sweden, the microchips are already here. The microchip implants use the same technology that's in contactless credit cards. Which have made cash pretty much obsolete in Sweden. No cash. At this tech fair, a chipping event for those on the cutting edge, merging their hands with this new technology. I thought it would be fun, right? The process is simple and swift. A pinch of the skin, and in a matter of seconds, the chip is inserted. The transformation is complete. As for the pain... I barely felt it. But even in this nation of early adopters, not everyone is racing to get chipped. Feel less human. I will feel like a robot. I think, I mean, it's so much more data can go into this, you know, when it's in your body. There's no central registry tracking how many people are chipped, but biohacker Hannes Wellblood estimates between five and 10,000. In the future, do you think everyone is going to be chipped? I think it'll be voluntary, but I am certainly convinced that millions of people will find it very, very valuable to have a smart device under their skin. Human microchipping may be our future, but in Sweden, it's already reality. Sarah Harmon, NBC News, Stockholm. Soon you will be able to pay for groceries at every Whole Foods in the U.S. with just a swipe of your hand. Amazon says that the pay-by-palm technology will be at all of those stores nationwide by the end of the year. Customers just have to hover their hand over the device to pay. This method is already being used at 200 Whole Foods locations across 20 states, and you can also find it in other places, stores like Panera Bread. Hardware editor at TechCrunch, Brian Heater, joins us now. Brian, let's just start off. Tell us how this technology works. Sure. So in terms of the actual enrollment process, the first time you go to one of these Amazon One locations, you wave your hand over it. That will enroll it you in the program, and then you associate that with a, a credit card that you have on file. In terms of the actual underlying technology behind it, it, it's not actually getting a read of the palm itself, which you know I think is, is what most people expect. It's actually taking a look at the uh, the vein patterns underneath your hands which Amazon is is effectively saying is um is is a way to do this kind of biometric identification without actually giving any uh, identifying information away. That's fascinating. I mean, I think anybody who hears this story immediately goes to questions about safety, privacy, the data that's being collected. Amazon has been criticized in the past for some of the data that, that they collect and their, uh, whether they have properly notified consumers about that. What, is, what safeguards is Amazon taking? Sure. Well, the primary one is all of this is going through uh, Amazon's cloud servers. So this is encrypted information. Um, Amazon has generally done a good 
job of of uh, of protecting privacy through the cloud itself. Um, you know, I think one of the sort of bigger concerns around this specifically is that unlike the biometric data that you're giving on your phone, for example, that that's stored locally on the device itself, but this is this is going up into the cloud. So, like theoretically, somebody could potentially grab that data, but it's good. It's it's intensely difficult. All right. Very interesting stuff. Brian Heater, thank you. It's right hand. Yeah, it's coincidental. It's the right hand. Every one of them. Yeah, it's the right hand. All of them. Every one of them. You notice too, what we were talking about earlier, it showed you about uh, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon One. See, so Amazon, sorry, <coughs> I don't know if y'all know, but Amazon now owns Whole Foods. Yes. All right, they bought yes. Whole Foods out. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing, they're setting stores up, and they've got some of them there in the prototype mode now. You noticed earlier when they were talking on the, one of the videos, it said, uh, in China, back at the data that said back to 2020. All right. Now I'm trying to I'm trying to bring y'all along as the, as technology starts to increase because actually going it's got oh, there's a lot more to show y'all. It's going to show you how far they've got. They are a lot further than what most of us think. But Amazon One, what they're doing is I'm, I'm too loud. Oh, louder. Okay. And uh, Amazon One, what they've done is. They've, they've got these stores set up, and these uh, stores that they've got set up, you walk in the store, and there's nobody in the store. You walk in, and as soon as you walk in, 
it you got you, before you can go in you have to pre-register you have to go through their system and you get yourself how many of y'all bought stuff off amazon yeah. well you already registered all right so once you get in their system you're now in their system so the next thing they do they open the store up in the store you send them one with the palm of your hand and what it said it did though it said it read inside your hand the veins inside your hand now what does the bible say in revelation 13 16 through 8 he causes all small and great rich and poor to receive a mark where and they're in their inside you got the king james version i'll say it actually will say inside their hand all right but the store you walk in and you just get your little buggy you start pulling stuff off and there's and there's cameras everywhere okay so the cameras know exactly what you're putting in the buggy and as soon as you put it in the buggy you go to the little thing and just stick your hand on it and then you walk out the door you don't have to bag it you can walk right straight on out to your car and put it in your car because it already knows everything you picked up and put in your buggy every last item and that's the tech that's how the tech see the technology is going from a you know, they, well, they showed you earlier, everybody's going cashless. It's the gradualism. We want to show you, okay, uh, you, I noticed the, the stadiums are the first, some of the first yeah. things that, that's taken this, all right? right? It's entertainment places. Right. Uh, you notice that some of the places in Atlanta, their excuses for taking these things. You know, hey, we got criminals. And they're coming in here and robbing us, <clears> so we don't want to have no money here. Yeah. So that's why they're wanting to go cashless. Yeah. You know, it's a good, convenient yeah. reason. And the whole thing is for what? Convenience, right? Yeah. Convenience. Yeah. To bring you into that that mode, kind of get your mind used to. It. You're used to now. How many of you go into a store and use your Apple Pay or or your Android? Yeah. See, you're already getting trained. You're being slowly brought into the the system. The system you're looking into. I want to tell you first off. I told you, we're all we all love the Lord. All right. Got nothing to fear. I'm just telling you. This is this is the Antichrist system being built ahead of time that's right he he cannot come on the scene and all of a sudden this stuff is all here it's got to be it's set in motion yeah. so what you're seeing is the system being built and you're watching the technology happen as, as and you're seeing it bit by bit that's right uh you notice too i get my glasses on so i don't get off track oh uh, If you've got a face, MasterCard thinks you've got everything you need to make contactless payments in supermarkets. I'm going to find out more. Today we are announcing completely new biometric checkout program. What it does is it allows you as a consumer to pay with your face or pay by waving your hand when you check out from a physical store. The one question I've had about biometrics is if I forget my password, I can change my password. I've only got one face, so what is the risk that my face becomes compromised and suddenly, you know, I can't get a new face? The way it works is your registration, when that is done for this program, actually tokenizes your credentials. So your face and the details of your face actually never leave your device. Excellent. Can I see that now in a demo? I'm very yes. excited to see yes. this. Yes. 
heard a lot about this checkout system. So could I hold up a photo, let's say, of my brother who looks a bit like me? Could I hold up a printout of his face, a photograph, to try and trick this? Or is there more technology built in that makes that impossible? There's more technology that's built in that makes that impossible. So we have multiple layers of security and privacy controls embedded both in the hardware and the software technology that's scanning, right? So it has to be a 3D image. Um, and then all of the algorithms that are built uh, when we are tokenizing that biometric data uh, are all built to be able to um, you know, identify uh, the right person for that right payment card. Who owns the data about my face? I appreciate it's stored as a as sort of as a fingerprint, as an ID, rather than as a, as a replicable photograph of my face. But where is that stored? Do I keep that? Does a retailer keep that? Do you keep that? Great question. The data, first and foremost, gets abstracted and tokenized. The underlying biometric data gets deleted. So the only thing that remains is a token, a representation of the biometric data. That gets encrypted, and then that's getting stored by whomever is operating the biometric checkout system. Can I have a go? Uh, you certainly can. Yeah, we, you, you, start, you ask so many questions, we skip that part. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm at the checkout. I've got a basket full of beans and bananas. I'm gonna register my face. I'm gonna get registered. Um, fine, let's set it up. So I'm going to scan my face. Shall I hold it up? Yep, scan my face. I'm so happy to be buying bananas. Okay, <laughs> and I can use any of these? Any of those cards. Um, I feel like a platinum person today. Okay. Um, uh, finish. So I'm all set. You're all set. So that's the, that's the registration portion of this done. Ah, yep. uh, there I am, look. There you are. Excellent. Okay. Okay. So, next step. I'm at the terminal. Oh, that was quick. That was it, right? That was it. Okay. And I made a saving. I don't think I have any more questions. Um, my face clearly is my debit card now, so thank you very much for that. It is the new technology facing travelers as they fly for the holidays. The Transportation Security Administration is now scanning your face at select airport checkpoints, all part of a growing test with passengers as the subjects. I think it's a great idea. I'm absolutely tech forward. We're already using it for our phones consistently. I mean, just about everybody's doing it. The TSA started this small pilot program at the peak of the pandemic, but now the agency's trial is expanding to more than a dozen different airports. The latest additions are among the nation's busiest, Denver, Las Vegas, Dallas-Fort Worth, and Atlanta. TSA Administrator David Pekoski says the goal is evaluating the efficiency of this technology before committing to a nationwide rollout. We're assessing how the technology works and we're assessing its accuracy, we're assessing its impact on passengers. Here's how this works. Walk up to the machine, put your ID in the reader, and that photo is matched with what the camera sees live. The response has been universally very positive. More effective, speedier, more convenient for passengers are the things that I hear. Quite frankly, it's not doing anything to help the public. The urgent need for greater transparency. Albert Fox Kahn of the nonprofit Security Technology Oversight Project says this could be the largest federal use of facial data ever. 
this technology is going to screw it up and people are going to end up being detained by the TSA. They're going to be faced with even more uh, surveillance and more invasions of their privacy just because an algorithm gets it wrong. The algorithm actually is so far proven in our assessment to get it right more than the uh, human gets it right. The TSA insists it is committed to passenger privacy, immediately destroying most images and securing data from cyber attacks. Signs in security lines show you when you're about to be a part of this test. You can even opt out and have an agent confirm your ID manually. I prefer a person right now. <laughs> there has to be some kind of parameter in terms of privacy. I don't think TSA has made the case that this is the system that is the best use of resources to protect the American public. More than 20 state and local governments have implemented some sort of restriction on using facial recognition technology. The TSA says that will not impact its pilot program as it looks toward an in-your-face approach to safety. What I hope in the long run is that we're able to embed more and more advanced technology in our screening process. The TSA is also experimenting with taking this a step further, comparing the live image of you at a checkpoint with a photo of you already in a government database, like a passport photo or visa. That test is taking place right now, but only on a limited scale at the Detroit and Atlanta airports. The idea is never having to even show your ID at an airport. Critics point out the biometrics industry is part of a powerful multi-billion dollar tech lobby and this technology is only now starting to take off. Pete Muntean, CNN, Washington. Hey, if you like that video, be sure to subscribe to our ABC7 Chicago YouTube channel. I stay so much by your jet. <laughs> you get crossed, Yeah, a horse ain't gonna get me there. We ain't taking that chip. <laughs> ain't taking no bug. Ain't taking no chill. So, can I say something about that? Yeah, go so ahead. Eight to ten years ago, mm -hmm. um, even up until I got hurt a year ago, when I fly international, yep. they had already started correct. crew members with us. I went through it. Scanning our five-point facial recognition to get back into the country. And then about six years after that, they started, they did away with a lot of the uh, Border Patrol did. When you come in to cross over, they stopped a lot of it. They're trying to get rid of the long lines coming through immigration. So they put up these kiosks, and then they had us go to these kiosks and passengers where they, you put your face in the kiosk, take the picture, and you got your passport in there, and they're scanning you. So now the thing is, when we go through and passengers, um, you don't even you you don't even get your passport out. Sometimes you walk up to the the podium of Border Patrol. And I don't know if you've experienced this, Stacy, but they take a picture and, and sometimes they'll they don't even ask you what flight you're on because they already know. So they're just and I have seen at our gates too. They have. The, the little camera, just like that, the screen, the glass screen, and you walk up to that glass screen, the passengers do, and they uh, take their picture for their boarding pass. Have you had that happen? They usually do it on concourse um, on E. It's really big on E. A lot of the gates have them on E. Okay. Concourse E. 
but yeah, that's something they're doing too, to, so that you can get out of the country. But when you come back into the country, they got that face, yeah. they know. Yeah. So they've been, slowly, they've been getting the public used to it just by traveling. See, the U.S. is way behind a lot of the other countries. Yeah. Uh, I was in Saudi Arabia, when was it, Darlene? 2014. 2014. And 2014, when I was going and processing in, first time I got to see it, Saudi's already had this technology. You walked up to it, it scanned your retinas <coughs> on your eyes, yeah. it scanned your face, yeah. and it used your passport. And, it, and I was thinking, looking at it, first, as soon as I seen it, I was thinking, mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Because uh, I was already thinking, all right, this is just another step, another step. Yeah. But it was, it was right there. And I was like, we are, our country's just, because we have our constitution, that's what has been keeping us from going as far as we, we've got. You're going to see a little bit later, say countries like China who don't have a, uh, any, you know, any constitution and their countries are in by, you know, uh, dictators, they can tell you what they want and that's the way it's going to be. And Antichrist himself is going to be what? A dictator, all right? He's not going to, it's not going to be a democracy when he comes around. Um, the Bible talk, we talked about earlier in uh, Revelation when we went to uh, chapter 13, we were talking about the mark of the beast, all right? Go down to chapter 14, uh, verse 9 through 11. Now, God has a, uh, a punishment for those who take the mark. This is from God. This is God's punishment. This is not uh, it's His punishment if you take the mark. When you're there, say amen. 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 All right. So then a third, a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of the torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. That is the punishment for taking the mark when, the, when it comes down to that. And y'all watched, y'all were here a couple Wednesdays ago, we watched the wrath of God, all right? And uh, the coming wrath of God, or actually it was called before the wrath. Before the wrath. And the wrath, the wrath is not poured out on Christians. The wrath is poured out on non-believers. So if you don't know the Lord, this verse is going to apply to you. Because more likely you're going to end up taking the mark. And here's how they're going to end up making you take the mark. You know, you're going to see later in some of this, these videos, uh, like in China, you see every location has a system set up already for, for uh, facial recognition or hand scanning or using your phone. They're using all these technologies, but all these technologies that are leading to the mark, all right, which the Antichrist will use each when, he's come, when it comes. That's right. But, uh, um, I get off track there a little bit. Yeah, let me check something. But I guess so. When they're putting these chips in and they're allowing it, who knows what numbers they're putting in? 
who knows what numbers are attached to whatever microchips or whatever they're putting in you? You know what I'm saying? Oh, right now, like the, the, the RFID chip yeah. that they're getting installed inside of them, that can actually contain a lot of information. It can do so your, your do banking it? information, it can have your health information on it, it can have you know that, whatever they want to load on that chip. Well, how our RFID chip works is uh, it receives a signal. It doesn't have a, a power, so it receives a signal, the signal powers it up. And when it gets powered up, that's when it sends it back its information. And if you were seeing, they use that scanner. That scanner is actually what's activating that chip because that chip, they can read it. Well, how, how the one that the real Christian that don't take this chip, so we just for the suffer. We're going to have to live on the land, eh? We're going to live on the land. That's why you get into different, we'll get into that a little bit later, but that's the different views on the rapture and stuff. Yeah. You know, whether, whether we're going to be here or we're not going to be here. I personally believe from the Bible that we are not going to be here at the time yeah, that two actually receives the mark from Antichrist. What I'm telling you that you see in the day is this is not this is not the mark. This is the Antichrist system. This is his system that'll be set in place to eventually get you to the mark. Yeah. All right, that's what it's for. He's got to have all this stuff set up. If you don't, he's not going to be able to rule the planet. Now we've got some crazy people in this world. I mean, some of our leaders are just playing out, you know, I know, I think some of them sold the soul to the devil. And, uh, and the reason I say that is, how many of y'all have heard of the, the WEF? I didn't think y'all would. Mark probably has. WEF, that stands for the World Economic Forum. All right? It was a crazy man. If you want to research this, I want you to watch some videos on this. It actually will start to freak you out. And there's a guy there, the leader, his name is Klaus Schwab. Wow. And uh, he, is, he is German. <laughs> he is a German guy. And his whole thing is, is basically, he's, he's pushing these technologies, all right? He's pushing these things to have a one world order. His goal is to have a one global world order. That's his whole thing, all right? And we have a lot of our leadership who are going to his events to the World Economic Forum, they have, a, they have an event every year. They just have one. Believe it or not, our own governor went to it. Governor Kemp went to it. Really? Mm. Yes, he did. But he, 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 he caught some flack for it from the people because some people, some people actually know what's going on. They're looking and going, why are you even going to this? You know, I just want you know, to go find out some information. No, you don't go for that reason. It's held in Switzerland. And if you noticed earlier, where, where was most of these systems being already already yeah, going? Electric cars are in Switzerland. All right, Switzerland's already implemented, you know, chip systems already. Stuff's already going on there. Um, and what he does, he teaches. He has a class. It's called Young Global Leaders. I'll call. Gotcha. <laughs> right. And what he does, he, basically, he teaches. He he gets these these leaders into his class, young guys. And they bring those out to become actually leaders of countries. The leader of Canada, he came from this. I could go through, I could start naming names, but you know, it's video, they're probably going to ax us anyway. <laughs> but, and there's a, let me see, I'm trying not to get too far myself. But we played video one, video two, video three. Are we up to video four now? All right, go ahead and play video four. True. 
Yes, it appears that the United Nations is very keen to introduce a global digital ID system that is linked to individuals' bank accounts. The plan is outlined in three new policy briefs from the UN titled A Global Digital Compact, Reforms to the International Finance Architecture and the future of outer space governance. Outer space governance, you say, Rita? Well, the policies outlined are very similar to certain World Economic Ooh. Forum Ooh. ideas. And I quote, should I do the Klaus Schwab voice? <laughs> oh, why not? Digital IDs <laughs> linked with bank or mobile money accounts may improve <laughs> the delivery of social protection programs. Was that Klaus? That I was Klaus. Like Klaus yeah, <laughs> I wonder if they mean social protection programs like, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe this one. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoking emergency powers against the truckers who are protesting vaccine mandates. Banks can now freeze their personal accounts, the accounts of anyone linked to the Freedom Convoy. The Canadian banks, the ability to freeze bank accounts without a warrant of anyone participating in this uh, road blockade, as well as anybody funding it. And if trucks are blocking the road, they can suspend the insurance of those truckers. Yes, the goal is to advance United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres, you'll remember him, the socialist, his vision for the future, God help us, which could well be given the green light in September 2024 during an event which will be called the Summit for the Future. <laughs> Can't wait. You notice, I don't know if y'all, any of y'all seen that on the news when the, when the Canadian truckers were protesting yeah. up there, okay? And then what they did to keep them from even doing any protesting, they froze their accounts and they wouldn't let them get any money. Then people, people from the U.S. said, okay, hey, y'all are going to do that, we're going to still give them money. So they started trying to give them money through, through you know, other, other means. And the Canadians said, no, they, froze, they also froze those other means, like using the PayPal or, or WhatsApp or any, any of your electronic uh, transfers. Zale, anything they could, they could stop. They were stopping from getting any money. That's the same. It's the same way it's going to be for the Antichrist. What do you say? You can't buy or you can't sell. We don't like what you're doing. We're freezing your account. Yeah. Now what they're going to do is they're setting up now. All of us, y'all have now a uh, for for checking your credit. We all have a FICO score, right? Mm -hmm. And if you ain't got a good FICO score, you don't get the house, right, or the car. You know, they look at your credit score. Well, what they're going to have now, they're looking and implementing, it's called a social score. And if you haven't been good in society, i.e., if your political views don't line up with our political views, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't line up with our, the way we believe about certain, uh, certain things, like, yeah. say, for example, homosexuality, yeah. you know, if you don't believe in, uh, you know, if you don't follow what we believe, you're going to have a bad score. If you're writing bad stuff on Facebook that we don't agree in, you're going to have a bad score. And the score is going to determine whether you get anything. Really? Yes. Just like the FICO score. They're already using it in China. China's already, China's like the big guinea pig. All right? They're already implementing this stuff. This stuff is already going on. They already have a social score. And that score, they call it, uh, what's it called? ESG. I think, uh, um, Trying to remember what, this, what it stands well, for. Employers already check social media now. Yeah, yeah the employers do, but I'm telling you, this this score is going to be like a FICO score, and if you got a bad one, you don't get it. So if you don't think like them, that's right. They try to get you to think like them, and if exactly. you don't, then they 
shut push it down. down. Yeah, push and they're trying down. to make it second nature to where we don't even realize we're thinking like them. We're just following the herd. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just the same way now where you, you get, it's a gradualism. We've slowly got you used to this. All right, and that's what you're going to see society. You know, right now, if you look at right now, who's, this, this technology you see, and most of the people who are, who are you know, we're, a little, we're all a little bit older in this you know, here, right? And some of us have been around longer than the others have. And you've got to see things gradually happen through your lifetime. How it slowly got up towards that right now. But uh, the people who's going to really accept this technology is the millennials, yes. Generation yes. Z. That's right. Yes. Guys, I mean, my daughters can get on the phone and they can type like a like a gun, you know. And they type, you know, thumb fast. You know, they're used to it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, but you got a lot of people right now that's going to be, like, hey, it's very, so, it's so convenient. Yeah. This is this is the best thing in the world. Yeah. I can go in. I don't even have. And what they're getting used to, they're going to start you off on the phone. Yeah. You get off the phone. The next thing they get you to, they work you to. Okay. You know, we got these chips, so you can put these chips in if you want them. All right, you can get those. And you don't want the chip, you can scan your hand. You don't want to scan your hand? Well, you use your face. You know, which one do you like? We're gonna, and that's how they're going to slowly get you used to the system. And, the, and people are going, some people are going to like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, you know, yeah. I can't wait to use it. That's right. Um, we also, there is a such thing as a herd mentality. Yeah, right yeah oh yeah, there is. Like We've seen that, y'all have seen that during COVID. When COVID hit, you got to see the herd mentality. They didn't even think. It was just like, it's herd mentality. You just go and do what everybody else does. You fall off the, because a, a, a cow or a sheep will fall right off a cliff. Yeah. yeah. That's why there's fences, and we do this herd My mentality. training through the military that I had, I had, I had uh, 23 years of uh, uh, chemical warfare and, and uh, bio training for dealing in war. And when I seen the people wearing the little stupid mask, <laughs> I laugh. I say, I said, y'all are a bunch of idiots. Honestly, I looked. I said, boy, you're just following with this. You got people riding their cars by themselves with a mask. Why? The herd mentality. You know, they've gotten used to it. You know, if you don't wear your mask, you ain't gonna make it. Oh, let's change the rule. You need to wear two masks. Oh, no, not two masks. It's okay to take your mask off now. Oh, we got this little plastic wall here. It's going to protect me from germs and everything. You know, and how many groceries you go to the grocery store? Okay, you go to the grocery store and they check it out. They're hiding that little glass thing. I got your stuff. He's checking out your stuff, checking out your stuff. He's touching everything you touch. So what, what good did it do? It did no good. They were just trying to, you know, it's like, okay, we've got to, it's, it's like, okay, how the government works is this. I remember... I remember when uh, when 9/11 happened, and when uh, the Patriot Act came into to being, and the uh, when TSA came into being. As soon as I seen that happening, I I had a, I had a gut a bad gut feeling. Mm -hmm. I said this is not going to be good. This is going to be used for evil down the road. Yep. What we got for good will be used for evil. Um, Joy, video number five. Page from Venmo or Zelle. Here's the Federal Reserve is now getting ready to roll out its own instant payment service called FedNow, which would be available to every bank and credit union in the country, allowing them to offer real-time payments 24-7. It's also designed, for example, to speed up how quickly an employer's bank would be able to send payroll direct deposits to an employee's bank account. Service is expected to start up then in July. 
in your bank account. The Federal Reserve announcing it has gone live with its new FedNow instant payment system, a system that should allow households and businesses to send payments and receive money immediately without those troubling three-day holds on checks and waiting for payments to clear in the sender's account and waiting for the bank to open on Monday or after a holiday. The FedNow system is an instant payment system. It's available 24-7, 365 days a year. To begin with, 35 banks and 16 service providers have already signed up. Those banks include things like J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo, as well as smaller credit unions and other banks. Unclear if the banks are going to charge for this instant payment. They are charged, but they may or may not pass that along to consumers. Uh, Fed Chair Jay Powell saying in a press release, over time, as more banks choose to use this tool, the benefits to individuals and businesses will include enabling a person to immediately receive a paycheck or a company to instantly access funds when an invoice in is paid. This doesn't eliminate the PayPals and the Venmos of the world or Zelle. Theoretically, they could use the FedNow system, which is a bank-to-bank -bank system, to send payments, but it's unclear, guys, if those services now face a new challenge from banks of all sizes that can offer similar services. Sarah? But bottom line, faster, faster payments, good for consumer. Right, Steve? I, and my, I think so, that Sarah. That's, that's exactly right. I think you get there and you... Um, uh, uh, you don't have those holds on the checks. Mm -hmm. Look, if you have money in your account and you send money to somebody else with account, obviously they can take that money out, but there's actually a hold on that account. It's really for people who don't have that money on account. Say a small business guy who's doing a big project gets a payment, has to mm. wait till that payment clears. It could really help them out. Mm. Yeah, but it wasn't one of Biden's things was that through the Fed, <coughs> they were going to be actually big brothering us basically to coin a phrase yes. right yes you'll see more on that in a moment what what the fed now it started july the 20th of this year all right and like your other you have you already what you've already you're already used to using uh paid services now right mm -hmm. you know you already you can use your different apps mm -hmm. The difference in the, the this is this is controlled by the federal government. Right. All right. This is the federal government is using this. This will be tied into our central bank okay. system. All right. Mm -hmm. And once again, once the federal government gets control of something, <laughs> and they've got control, this this is actually a stepping stone. Yeah. This is a stepping stone to the next item I have to talk to you about, which is y'all gonna learn this for long. This is called <laughs> CBDC. Central Bank Digital Digital Currency. All right, that will be something you're going to be learning about. It's going to you hear more about it. The reason you hear more about it is because of this. How much right now our federal government? Y'all know what our debt is right now? Thirty-three trillion. Thirty-three trillion. Thirty-three trillion dollars. Tell us, Vince, how much one? How many billions do it take to Don't make? Don't ask me. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, go to the moon and back several times. You can stack them up. But the thing about it is now we're so much in debt. We're thirty-three. 30, how many y'all have credit cards? Anybody have a credit card? All right, you got a credit card. If you don't pay, if you just just pay the minimum payment on that credit card, what happens? You'll never pay it off. That's correct. <laughs> and that's what our government's been doing. Now, we have now gotten to the point where all we can pay is the minimum payment. All right? 
and we've got, and we look what we're doing in our government. We've got, we, we've opened our borders up. Uh-huh. All right, come on in. We love you. Come on in. You know, we've got tons of money. You can come on our social programs. You know, sounds like they're trying to crash the system, don't it? Because yes. they are trying to crash the yes, system. And then, um, our government right now, though, is in such such big debt. I heard today the interest the interest alone the interest payment is one trillion dollars. That's crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, that's that that keeps increasing. Yeah. In the last three months, we've increased that our debt by three trillion dollars. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we're talking amounts you can't even fathom. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's astronomical that we can't even imagine this much money. Why do they keep printing money? Because the money you're getting printed is actually called fiat money. Mm-hmm. Fiat money has no value. It's no, just it, the only reason it has value because you you accept it as money. Uh-huh. It does. It's not backed by anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. our money. Thank you. This ties in real good. Yeah. Our money. Back in 1944, uh, President Theodore Roosevelt made a deal after World War II. He made a deal. He made a deal with the Saudi Arabia. And some others, he said, "Okay, we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna all money all oil has to be bought with the U.S. dollar. All right, every bit of oil, every country, in order for them to get oil, they had to pay for it with the U.S. dollar. That is the only reason our economy hasn't crashed as of yet. And the problem is right now. Here's, have y'all heard of BRICS? BRICS." stands for it was founded in 2009 all right it's it, it was the reason it was founded y'all remember 2008 what happened in 2008 the housing crash. economy crash. we had a big crash all right <coughs> and the dollar went where <laughs> right down now, the deal was it went it went down and some of these other countries said hey we've had enough of this and our government right now well, how we control other governments is by this y'all heard of the swift system yeah yeah the Swiss system is what we control. That is, that stands for, uh, I got it wrote down on one of my notes here. Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications. That's what it stands for. Can you say that Society again? for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications. That's a lot. But what it does is this. We control where the money goes, all right? We don't like what somebody's doing. We shut their money off. You know, right now, who who do we not like right now? Russia. We don't like Russia, do we? Russia's Russia's, Russia's our current enemy, all right? And our our deal is if we don't, we, we, we put what we call sanctions against your government. And we put those sanctions against your government. What we're doing is we're not allowing you to use the Swiss system no more, so you can't go buy stuff. Your your economy starts to crash. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened is some of those governments we did that to, they started getting a little bit tired of it. So you had uh, 2009, BRICS was founded. BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. All right. They formed their own. They started forming, instead of having a, a Swiss system, they started one called the NDB, which is the New Development Bank. All right, they started their, basically their own SWIFT between them. The difference is, what they also started doing was they started buying up gold left and right. China's buying up gold left and right. Why are they buying up gold left and right? 
Currency, yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a reason they're backing up buying that gold because they know our dollar is going to crash. All right, and they're using our dollar to buy that gold with right now. All right. Well, just recently, just this year, BRICS added some more nations to their their little club, and the ones they added, they added. Now listen, I want you to list these names. They added Saudi Arabia, Iran. Ethiopia, Egypt, Argentina, and the UAE, United Arab Emirates. What what do all of those guys have in common? A lot of money. And what else? Oil. oil. Most of them have a lot of money in oil. See, so what they're doing is Saudi had made a promise. We need to deal with Saudi Arabia. All oil has to be bought with the U.S. dollar. Well, guess what Saudi Arabia is now doing? They're, they're all just now doing. This just now started happening. Mm -hmm. I read they, are, they are now saying, we'll take other currencies. Yes. We'll take your other currencies. That's the, that, is the, that is the nail in the coffin of the U.S. dollar. All right? Just a matter of time. Have you ever heard, heard, heard of hyperinflation? Mm -hmm. Okay. When, during World War II, after World War II was over, Actually, it was, uh, it was before World War II, excuse me, World War I and World War II. World War I, after World War I was over, the Germans had it so bad, their, their mark lost its value. They were actually carrying wheelbarrows of money to go pay for their item. You know what the Bible says in the last days? He said, and it talks about you're gonna take, it's going to take a day's wages to buy your bread. And that's what it's going to take, a day's wages to buy your bread. And then what they're what they're doing is our dollar is going to collapse, it's just a matter of when. You know, I've, I've, I know Darlene don't like to hear none of this. I just know, I don't really talk to her because it she gets it scares me. It scares me. I don't like you know. I go okay, but uh, this is this is what's going on, and what's going to all head to? It's all heading to what's going to happen is our dollar is probably going to collapse. All right, when it collapses, they're going to have something to take the place of the dollar. All right. And what the CBDC stands for, the Central Bank Digital Currency. Digital Currency, I always say that wrong. And what they'll do is instead of you having paper money, you're going to have electronic money. Well, ain't that convenient? We have electronic money. No more cash. Cash goes away. All right? And what this is, this is controlled by the Central Bank. All right? The Central Bank is what controls our money supply. Miss Central Bank is also tied in with who? We say earlier, Fed Now. Uh -huh. Remember Fed, Fed Now? Uh, Fed Now is leading to this. Joy, play video. Uh, I think we're is that six. We're up to. Across the globe, 114 nations are currently developing their central bank digital currencies. Despite surveys suggesting only a fraction of their populace might accept these digital currencies, given certain conditions, this provides us with a thought-provoking question. How might our governments persuade us, or even compel us, to transition to a CBDC, effectively turning us into a cashless society? Is the solution as straightforward as providing financial incentives, a digital carrot, if you will? Or might another crisis, similar to a pandemic, point the finger at physical cash as a potential factor for spreading the disease, forcing us to rethink our relationship with physical money? Perhaps the threat of illicit activities such as drug trafficking, money laundering, or terrorism will be used to emphasize the need for even more traceable digital transactions. Alternatively, could a banking crisis or economic meltdown prompt a revision of the balance of power in the terms of monetary policy? 
The government and the Federal Reserve currently hold the reins, but a CBDC would provide immediate, absolute control. This would enable them to impose measures like negative interest rates or set expiration dates to stimulate spending. Or perhaps in the face of a liquidity crisis, they would streamline the process of injecting digital cash directly into the markets, effectively bypassing the conventional banking system. Often when governments aspire to initiate controversial actions, like wars, there seems to be a conveniently timed event that nudges public sentiment in the desired direction. Could we witness a similar pattern when it comes to the adoption of CBDCs? This question is worth contemplating, as the story of government digital currencies unfolds worldwide. It was critical to reach an agreement, and it's very good news for the American people. The American people got what they needed. We averted an economic crisis, an economic collapse. So now to the bank accounts and the digital dollar. President Biden is moving closer to taking control of our monetary system, pushing us to a digital dollar. It's something we've been warning about for two years on this show. And on the face of it, it may sound convenient, right? That's how they're going to couch it to you, that it's convenience. That don't worry about cash. Don't worry about those coins that rattle around in your purse. Because now you'll just have one simple ID that you can use on any smartphone. Scan it, move it, doesn't matter. Bus stop, train station, your Amazon deliveries, whatever you want. It's all in a digital ID. It's all right there and, it, and we'll use this digital dollar. You won't use Bitcoin because we don't want to let you use Bitcoin. You'll use the American Federal Reserve built um, digital dollar. In March of 2022, President Biden took the biggest steps yet to sign an executive order, again, one of these executive orders, requiring the Federal Reserve to research, experiment, and evaluate the risks and benefits of a digital dollar. So Tom Emmer, House Majority Whip Congressman Tom Emmer this week, just introduced a brand new bill to stop Biden from moving to a digital dollar by using executive emergency powers. It's called the CBDC Anti-Surveillance Act to ban unelected bureaucrats in D.C. from issuing a central bank digital currency in the United States. That's what CBDC stands for. So Emmer, Congressman Emmer, says the White House is about to introduce an authoritarian style and surveillance style digital dollar through, again, executive orders. Watch. Last week, I introduced the uh, Central Bank Digital Currency Anti-Surveillance State Act to halt the efforts of unelected bureaucrats here in Washington, D.C. from stripping Americans of their right to financial privacy. Digital assets in the digital economy are the future, but the Federal Reserve should play no role in developing a central bank digital currency, or otherwise known as a CBDC. The consequences, if we get it wrong, are far too serious. The Biden administration is currently itching to create a digital authoritarian-styled surveillance-style digital dollar. Uh, and through an executive order, they are pursuing analysis on a retail CBDC that would not be open, permissionless, permissionless uh, or private. So, I mean, you would think this would be bipartisan. This is something that AOC can get out there and really, like, champion in her fancy tax the rich type clothes. You mean like, the anti-digital dollar? Yeah, or you would yeah. think that this would be, no, anti, that this would be bipartisan. You would think. That nobody wants a centralized banking system that will give more power to central government. Where's Elizabeth Warren on this? Yeah. Right? Bernie Sanders. I want to, I mean, this is, this is a great 
cause for them to champion around. And it is about tracking, right? It's about tracking and it's about total control. And again, this is what Catherine Austin Fitz, the brilliant Catherine Austin Fitz, um, has been talking about for, for two years, three years, maybe even longer than that, on this specific issue. Uh, Tucker had her on the other night, and I thought that this was really, she, she nailed the concerns about the CBDC, about the digital currency, and why we should all be focused on this. Watch. So, Tucker, the, the, one of the bedrocks of freedom is freedom to do financial transactions, including privately, or freedom to do where you want to do and wherever you want to do. And unfortunately, as the financial system has become more and more digital, you see more and more not only invasive surveillance, but more and more controls. You referred to Canada, perfect example. And the reality, as the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive, it's a little bit like bringing up a corral around us. And CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, and vaccine passports or digital IDs are sort of the last uh, shutting of the gate. It's hard for many people to imagine the risks here because we're so used to living with financial transaction freedom. And we don't understand that when this gate closes on us, we literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them and they can dictate where we can spend money and what we can spend money on. Um, the important thing to understand is central bank digital currencies are not currencies. It's a the ability for the central bankers, and they've said this publicly, the ability to not only set, set the rules centrally, but enforce the rules centrally. If you don't behave, you can have your money turned off. So again, and I see people in the chat saying cash is king, and, and, and that's the thing, right? They were telling us during COVID, oh, don't touch cash because it has COVID on it. Yes. Remember that? I mean, this is literally coming, it was coming from the government. Don't touch cash because you might be able to transfer COVID. So it's better just to do everything contactless, move away from cash. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, like, you know, I've been telling you guys on the show, I, every chance I get, I get as, you know, you know, have cash, get cash, use cash, do as much as you can in that way. And, um, and also, of course, making sure that you've got like precious metals uh, as a protection against this because it's coming. It's coming. And when they start to control us with this digital dollar, that's going to be the way that they're going to tell you your government benefits, your movement, yeah. the tracking, and climate is going to be tied to all of this, all of it. I'm, I, again, I'm going to recommend the book Layered Money uh, by Nick Batia because it's an amazing history of physical currencies and into digital currencies. And there was never any reason for governments to be in control of currencies and make them state run. And no government has ever showed themselves to be responsible with a national currency, never. And so to continue to mount power onto these elected officials um, who then pass it off to unelected officials is insane to me. There's just, there's no way that you can slice this and feel good about it as, from a historical perspective um, or from a track record perspective. Well, and we've been showing here on the show a number of different countries that are like you're, you're seeing runs on the bank right now. Again, getting as much cash as you can on hand on a regular basis, keeping it in a safe, protecting yourself. But I'm telling you, if they you try to go and try to get all your money out of the bank, they're going to laugh at you because they don't have it there. <laughs> they don't. You know, you want to get all your money out. They're not going to have it there. Yeah. You notice. He was talking on the, uh, one thing I didn't tell you about the CBDC, it's programmable. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all remember during uh, COVID, what were they giving out? They were giving out incentive checks, right? Remember the money mm -hmm. you got? Okay, what they'll do when they have the CBDC, 
they'll, they'll send you these checks and they'll say, you've got to X day to use it. And if you don't use it by then, it's gone, all right? Mm -hmm. And with also, they also, they can program it, say, say once again, you've got a bad social score and they don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just say, you know, he's not, you know, his, he's not getting this or that. You know, they have, they th once, this, once this system is in effect, they have 100% control over you, all right? There's no more getting around it. Only what people say, okay, we'll go do bargain, you know, we'll, we'll trade stuff, you know, but that's all you'll you know, you'll be able to do. Because everybody, what are they going to, I think you, you can trade an egg for a, a, some milk, you know, but it won't be, you know, your money, will have, they'll have full control of the money everywhere you go. Um, we were, let me see, I want this revelation, I'm trying to get y'all through this. We're, al we're almost done. Have y'all, uh, has this scared y'all? Yeah. yeah, I don't like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you know what, Ben? It's not to say that we're not going to go through some of that. No, I'm, I'm telling you, this right here, you, there is a possibility you will go through this. Yeah, because the system's being set in place. But just realize the mark, the mark, this is the system. The mark, when you take the mark, you're actually saying, I worship Antichrist. Yeah. He is God. All right? He is my God. When you take that mark, you're actually saying, He is God. All right? When we got saved, Lord, what was it? Okay. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to get my Bible here. Ephesians is exactly it. Thank you. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 through 14. And when I get there, I'll say amen. And I'll read it again. Amen. Amen. I got some amen. amen. We're starting in verse what? Verse 13, verse 13. chapter 1. <coughs> and in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, Amen. who is guaranteed of our inheritance Amen. until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. We, when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we were sealed. We were sealed by the seal of God. He has. We have a seal on us. We can't see the seal. But I can guarantee you the enemy can see that seal. And the Lord can see that seal. He knows... He knows his children. He knows his sheep. We got sealed. See, the, the mark is a copy of God's seal. It's a counterfeit. Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. The mark is Satan's counterfeit of Jesus' seal upon us. So he's going to have his followers, and they are going to be marked. All right? That, that's what the mark is for. Satan wants worship. And he's going to get that worship. He will get it for a short period of time. You turn to Revelation. Chapter 20, verse 4. Amen. I got some amen. Y'all are me. Good job. Y'all over there? 20, verse what? 4. Verse 4. Okay. And I saw thrones, and they that sat on them, and judgment was com committed to them. 
Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. For those of us who don't take, who are here, who get left, left behind, behind, your payment is going to be death, beheaded. This is what, this is going to be Antichrist's punishment. His punishment for you not worshiping him will be, I'm cutting your head off. Alright? That's what he's going to do. And our society is rapidly, I mean, this is going, I see so much stuff that changes throughout the day. And through the week, I'm going, man, we're just, we're just going by leaps and bounds. And you know we're, we're approaching it real fast. We are, we're not in the last days. We're in the last moments. All right? We, we are at the end. It's just a matter of when, when God sounds the trumpet and we all get taken out of here. You know, this may sound a little bit comical to y'all, but in 1970, the food store that I worked for mm-hmm. put in a machine, and it was called the Honest Space. I don't know if any of you remembers that or not. It was all around Atlanta, the Honest Space, and what it did was okay checks. Mm-hmm. And everybody started saying, oh my goodness, is this part of the handicraft? You know, but mm-hmm. that far back, Mm-hmm. It's one of it started being yeah, yeah. I managed to I managed to drug before I went in the Air Force, I managed a drug store. I managed them for five years. And uh, we had uh, our cash registers were were done by the national uh, cash register. Uh, what was it? NCR. NCR, National mm-hmm. Cash Register, that's what it stood for, that's right. And our, the guy every now and then the register would break down and we'd have to call the guy and he'd come out and he'd fix it. And I'm sitting there one day I'm watching him. Fixing this, this electronic. This was back in the 80s. All right, we didn't have, we did not have the technology we have now. And I've seen him working on this cash register. Now, all of a sudden, I see him going to a screen, and I, I knew that register back like the back of my hand, because I'd gone into it many times, you know, in the programs and stuff. And I see him all of a sudden, he goes to something I had never seen. And I looked at him. I said, "What, what, what is that? What are you doing?" I said, "What is that?" He said, "This, this is implemented in our system." In case our dollar would ever fail, they were already planning back then in the mid 80s to have a backup for when our currency did fail. When we went to something, I was like, oh, and, it, and I was like, okay, now it's already, wheels are already spinning in my head, you know, okay, this is leading toward, toward the mark of the beast. But uh, other than the last video, the last video, how many of y'all got something out of this tonight? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I know y'all might think I'm wearing a tenfold hat. <laughs> and I'm into, he only does it at home. I, I'm, into, I'm into conspiracy theories and all that. No, I'm not. I'm not even into that. I try to look at it. I go, okay, Lord, what's your word say on this? And, and look at it that way. I don't try to make something out. And I don't want to, That's right. I don't want to talk about something just to, to one, bring any glory to myself. I want to just give y'all facts, right? And let you see how we're heading and in what direction our country's heading. I think y'all all know we're not heading in a good direction in our country. Yeah. It ain't gonna matter. Y'all, what happened yesterday? Yesterday, for the first time in our country's yes. history, yes. Our, yes. They, they, they kicked out they the came. Speaker of the House. Yep. And so, eh, you know, yep. 
we're, we're already starting to look like a uh, our, our country in some ways the way our leaders because they're they're not uh, they're not following their own rules now no, the, they do not. no, they don't follow their own rules. What they do is they say, okay, we're going to kick, we're going to kick this ball down, this can down the curve to hold a little bit longer. They're trying to hold on to power as long as they can because they know what's coming. It's coming. But um, the reason I was talking about wearing the temple hat, next uh, Wednesday, if the state see, lets me teach yeah. again, our, our subject matter is going to be on. Play the video. There's a whole fleet of them, look on the ASA. Oh my gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Look at that thing, dude. That's not our LNS though, is it? It's not. It is an LNS, dude. Well, if there's like another thing, it's rotating. Oh, look at that fly! 